welcome to Getting Real with the Fictitious Dishes, the advice podcast from a band. We are a, what are we again? We're a post-punk-inspired indie rock <laughs> slash power pop. Is what? that is that what Maggie calls us? Maggie's not here, so we don't know. Okay, yeah, we don't know. Anyway, I'm Liz. I play guitar in the Fictitious Dishes. You, that was us at the top, our band. You can hear more at Bandcamp, uh, our Bandcamp page. Um, I'm joined here by Taryn. Hello. And Jackie. Hola. Jackie is... That's the only ma- Spanish I know. Marvelously putting on makeup while she's doing this, and it's really <laughs> it's- amazing. I'm... I'm a- I, what's the word? Impressed. I feel like she's my older sister. Yeah, I, we we both feel like we're just like Aww. sitting here with the big sister we never had. She's uh. gonna go out tonight. And we're gonna stay in with mom Aww. and dad. Yep. We're gonna go to bed early. Actually, I'll probably be in bed earlier than you guys. <laughs> anyway, this is a podcast where we uh, give you advice because we want to. Uh, we should note that none of us have any kind of training in giving advice. None of us are therapists or counselors or psychiatrists or anything. So make sure you take everything with a quite big grain of salt. Um, but we are a chatty bunch. We're an opinionated bunch. And we, we thought it would be fun. A fun way to um, promote our music and, and get in touch with our fans. You know, just really get to know each other. By yapping at them mm-hmm. and not listening to anything that they have to say in response well if they would like to get involved though they can write to us at the fictitious dishes at gmail.com send us your your requests i mean not your requests your things your questions that you ha- want advice on your requestions requestions <laughs> if you want advice write to us at if the you fictitious need advice dishes. and you really 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 want and don't worry, we won't read a your band. full name. Maybe we'll read your first name. If you don't even want that, just let us know. But yeah, we would love to do this. But for now, we've gotten to to kick this off for these first few episodes. That we've um we've got advice off the internet. We went to like Reddit and Craigslist and stuff like that. And um, we've got our requests from the. Internet. We got our requests from the internet. And um, do you have to say? Oh, I, I forgot to mention that Maggie's still not here. Yeah. Sorry, you're you're getting Liz, Jackie, and Taryn. Uh, Three-fourths of fictitious dishes. That's right. Three-quarters of the fictitious dishes are illustrious drummer Maggie, the lovely and talented resting bitch face extraordinaire (laughs) Maggie is not here, but she will be in the future, we think and hope and pray and eat and love. I was just thinking about that expression, resting bitch face, and like, why the bitch? Mm. Why can't it just be resting face why is there this I think negative it's, connotation well, about it's speci- how she's supposed to look angry but she's just sitting there Spe- specifically, specifically rbf is like people who kind of look like angry and um unapproachable and scowling when they're when they don't mean to it's just how they look when they're at rest <laughs> i still feel like it's unnecessary I, hey you feel attacked but i guess that's because i have rbf People me too. always attack me about my RBF, but like, I'm just sitting there. Mm, I'm not mad are you at making you. Why are you taking ba- my you... face, taking it so personally? Jeez. It's a good question. You also have a good question to re- that we're going to dispel advice on. So, Taryn, take it from here. I am the prophet of this new age. I claim a miracle in America. There are a question that I have to offer today, which is a word I'm going to be using a lot now, a question. Um, I found on Craigslist, and I thought it was a good thing to talk about because I've been on both sides of this tale. Um, so let's talk about it with some friends. Mm-hmm. So, the story goes, 
Apparently, there's this group of friends. They're all couples. They're all paired off. And they have, like, a bi-monthly wine-tasting thing where they, like, go to each other's houses and whoever hosts or... It doesn't exactly say, but um, one couple is in charge of, like, the wine and the snacks or whatever else is involved. Um, And so when it was the turn of whoever it was that host, it was a man, it says in the post, this man um, of the couple was hosting the event and he clearly spent more than what the group averages. Mm-hmm. So um, the the poster said that they the cost averages around 35 bucks a couple, but they never collectively agreed on a price point, which I feel is important to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they're at their wine tasting event at this guy's house and presumably his other. Um, and one of them notices like, oh, this wine is all very fancy. And at the end of the night, uh, the guy was like, oh, no, just like the 30 bucks. That's fine. That's no big deal. And the poster is like, oh, well, I feel like we owe you more. I feel like it was um, like you don't need to eat this cost. And, and the guy's just like kind of dismissive of it, dismissive of it. And um, the person asks at the end, saying, um, sh- "Like, sh- how how do they handle this person's generosity?" Um, and I th- I thought it was an interesting an interesting scenario because hmm. I feel like we've all probably been on at least one of those sides, mm-hmm. if not both, at some point. Uh, so, Liz, what do you think? Well, I mean, to answer the person's question or I think I think it was the question I mean I definitely don't think you need to like give the the guy who paid more money it was his choice it was even though you never said a proof a, a price point not a proof point mm. uh, a price point it sounds like it's it sort of goes without saying that you spend what you can afford and this guy maybe makes a little bit more money than the rest of his friends and he spent a little bit more um oh, yeah that's what it says that he does like everybody kind of knows that he makes a little bit more than everybody else so he chose to spend a little bit more Mm -hmm. um it doesn't say if this is like round two and on round two he's he spent more when it was his turn um i can see how it's awkward and the other people might feel like oh he spent all this money but then obviously he can spend all this money and it's sort of like oh was he doing this to show off or is he like listen i can afford it and i want good wine so i'm going to buy it um I, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too worried about it. I definitely wouldn't, I feel like if you offer to, like, make up the difference, that makes it awkward, and it, and it's not awkward as it is, and it doesn't have to be awkward, and. That's what I think. I think, just say thank you. Yeah. Like, you didn't say, hey, buy this $80 bottle of wine, but I'm still only gonna pay, like, this reduced share amount that, that everybody has been averaging. Like, if, it, if they want to do it, then let them do it. Because now you're making it weird by yeah. saying, like, let me give you $5 more. Like, or, mm-hmm. you know, however it balances out. Like, you're the one making it awkward. <laughs> yeah. Just say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's very generous. And, and I'd like to add, because I haven't yapped anything. But, you know, if you guys never had a preset spending limit to, be, to, to begin with, then... You know, he could buy whatever $80 bottle of wine he wants. But at the same time, sometimes there are those people that tend to flaunt their their monies. And they're just like, and is that what he's doing? Is he being passive aggressive? 
That's what I mean. Like, I can see how it could come off that way. I, you know, it doesn't sound like it from this letter. It the doesn't sound like it. The attitude didn't sound that way from, from how it was written. And, like, again, even if someone wants to flaunt their wealth, say thank you. Yeah. And then maybe they'll get bored because you weren't impressed and it won't be an issue anymore, you know? Yeah. Like Terrence said, I mean, I think you're probably always going to go through life where, with your friends where some of them make more money some of them make less money sometimes you're the one making more sometimes you're the one making less it's gonna change i mean most i suppose a lot of friend groups you do tend to run with people of somewhat similar you know socioeconomic (laughs) status yeah but um that's always gonna be a little bit of an issue and then there's always people who just care more about certain things like he might be like a huge wine snob and just like yellowtail's not gonna cut it for him and so he's he wants to buy something more expensive um but you're also assuming that they're just sitting around drinking yellowtail like this could be like a like a, a legit wine tasting thing where he's like oh there's this bottle that i've always wanted to try and maybe he thought like oh this is an opportunity where like i'm still gonna get a little bit of money kicked back to me mm. so like the extra i don't know like twenty dollars toward the like the cost of the bottle of wine that he's wanted to try mm-hmm. i'm assuming they're drinking yellowtail because that's the only kind of wine i can think of <laughs> Because that's all I drink. But I mean, like, yellowtail, are you going to taste yellowtail or do you drink it? Like, you no, don't but taste that's a, No, I mean, if, if they're... Yeah, nobody wants to no, taste it. Yeah, you just, you just kind of guzzle it. it, like, swallow just throw it, quickly it as Throw you it can. back. Yeah. I think that's the answer, is it's their money. If they're not being rude about it, like, if they're just like, whatever, I wanted to buy it, it's no big deal. If, mm-hmm. I, I'd say that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I think so, too. All right, good talk. Jackie, you've got a question for us. I do. Request so the the question, the question. Let's see. So this one is sent in by. Well, it didn't send us, but we I don't know where we got it actually. Right. This came from this Reddit. This came from Reddit, and it's Evermonk zero two four. She asks, am I being ridiculous? Me and my husband have been together for five years, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he usually closes for his job, and recently his brother and a couple friends join him after hours, and instead of coming home from work, he stays out with his friends and brother all night, and they smoke and drink, and uh, basically, however, he's been doing it every night. And I'm pregnant, and I stay home watching his kids, Two of his sons are from another woman who he shares joint custody. And I love his kids, but uh, I told him I wanted him to come home instead of going out to be with his friends. And he told me that I was being controlling and that he and he was stressing out over the baby coming. And he thinks he deserves this free time. His brother also messaged me saying I was a bitch for keeping his brother away from him. And how is it fair uh, how is it fair that I get to see my sister all the time? Oh, blah, blah, blah. This is but Anyways, I expressed to my husband that he has responsibilities at home and he has needs to stay home to come home with us. And I don't mind that he goes out once in a while, but he can't do it in every night thing. He insists that... He insists that... Uh, that I'm being controlling. Am I being... She asks, am I being controlling? I would say, hell no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it will surprise any of our listeners to know that three, no. three women are, are going to sympathize more with the woman here than the man. But 
It doesn't say how old these people are, but let me tell you. Yeah. Um, this relationship doesn't seem to be on good footing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I would I would plan to, like, leave this person. <laughs> well, it's tough. Uh, maybe like, I'm being harsh. Well, I mean, you know, it's tough. She's, it's she's like, pregnant. They have three kids together, two from a previous relationship, but whatever. Like, three kids together, basically. It and doesn't, he deserves free time, but she doesn't? Where is that? There's, there seems to be no, there seems to be no balance of of uh responsibilities yeah. here he's and uh, it, that's what he sounds like he's the big baby and he just wants man i want this and you know it, it's like if you're gonna have kids whether you're the mother or the father you are halfway as responsible yeah. you know sharing that responsibility which means yeah don't go out every single night and whoop it up with your boys you got to, like, balance it out and give your wife some time to go out and do things, well, that's too. The, that's the thing. I mean, so he's saying, like, you know, I've been working all day. I deserve some time to relax after. That's true. But he's totally negating that she has been working all day. She's pregnant, which being pregnant sucks. I can tell you that. And she's got three kids to watch after. Like, that is an extremely busy job. I would wager she's working harder than he is, to be honest. I don't so know what he does. You think, I, I didn't really say that she's a stay-at-home mom. Did it didn't, but she didn't mention anything about a job of her own. So I imagine... Regardless, if she's working all day and then coming home and watching yeah. the kids, she's still been working yes, all day. Pretty so much. She's been working all day in some capacity, mm-hmm. and work sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think she's definitely not being too controlling. He is shirking his responsibilities to his children. Again, doing this once or twice a week is fine, as long as it's, you know, planned for and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, if it's but, an agreed-upon thing, but if you're already, like, running away. Yeah, this this doesn't sound like solid I'm so footing. stressed about the baby coming, I'm going to go drink with my buddies that doesn't sound that sounds like a fucking lame ass excuse if you ask me and this thing with like people's siblings getting involved in their relationships like if my sister ever did something like that to someone that i was dating or having a baby or whatever with i'd be like what like step it back you are not involved here you know Mm -hmm. and i mean like I go out drinking with my sister and I have a nice, like we're, we're relatively close and I trust her opinion, but like, don't get involved. That's wild. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine the kind of family where that, and I know lots of families are that way. And I guess mine just isn't, but like having a third party to your relationship, like never makes it easier. And it honestly sounds to me like this brother is whipping up trouble. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's an instigator. He's, he's stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, Jackie. These people come off sounding very young, although they've been together for five years, and he has two children from a previous relationship, which makes me think they that can't be much, that young. Yeah, probably like mid twenties. Yeah, the, at the youngest, right? Which I feel like mid twenties, you should be a little more mature than this. Mm-hmm. We're still stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, girl, you are not overreacting. This guy needs to get it together, and. Um, I, I would suggest counseling. <laughs> but don't take our advice. All is lost until I pass. On the frost, all we know is snow. And how you grow. All right, I'm going to read this one last question, and then we'll get out of your hair. Um... This is, uh... It's a little long. I'll try to shorten it. He's... It's from, uh... It was a, also from Reddit, from... Username I can remember. <laughs> um question was how to manage an underlying feeling of discontent despite a better than average life and this guy it is a guy he starts out um 
I have a pretty darn good life. I have a salary in the top 2% from a technical job with a boss. That's pretty cool. I stare at a screen all day, but I work from home two or three days a week. They love me. I get a nice raise every year, promotion every few years. I'm on track to be an executive. I have a 3,000 square foot home on three acres in one of the best school districts in the country. Uh, heated in ground pool, blah, blah, blah. I have attractive, kind, loving wife, two well-adjusted children who I love very much. Despite all of this, I have an underlying feeling of discontent. It's not quite unhappiness. There's nothing exactly to be unhappy about. It's more a feeling that there's more out there to life than what I'm living. Um, he, he goes on and on a bit about how he thinks about moving to Hawaii. Um, I wonder if this is just a part of life. We always want more than we have. Or if I should just take a giant risk and uproot my life for the sake of change and diversity of experience. What do you think? I mean, my first thought, I'll be honest, is like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck but, you for being having the yeah. greatest second life. Thought, second second thought. thought, I'll be a little more nuanced. Um, I mean, I, I do think it is a little bit part of life with the kind of the grass always being greener. And I think part of the problem, I think the reason I like this question was because I do think it speaks to like a broader thing in our our culture i guess for lack of a better word if you want to say america or like the west whatever where we sort of you equate you know material success with with success and with fulfillment and if if i have this great job and an enormous house and a a, a nice attractive well-adjusted family then i must everything must be perfect and there's just there's more to life than that you know um but at the same time, you do, you know, I do think you should count your blessings a little bit, sir. <laughs> I think he was, he, he listed off all of his blessings for That's us. fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with what you were getting at, Liz, which is there's this, like, the understanding of if you have X, Y, and Z, then that's all you need to get by. And, like, just maybe he can start with something something small Mm -hmm. like instead of like what he mentioned moving to hawaii what is that going to accomplish like you'll just be kind of like hanging out and you'll be in a beautiful place in hawaii but is that gonna is that gonna solve that that feels like a solution that isn't really gonna gonna work out where he's just decided that this is what will fix me you know, it, it like um, the midlife, the classic midlife crisis thing of yeah. like buying a, a muscle car will make me feel young. Um, like moving to Hawaii isn't going to solve your problems. I think there's probably, he, I mean, he's, he said it, he said as much, like he's missing some kind of other type of fulfillment. So like, what is his job? Try something new. Try some, like start a hobby. See volunteer. If yeah. Volunteer. Do volunteer. Something else. Do something completely out of your comfort zone. That's a Get really out good idea, of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's a good do idea. something that like, Oh, like you ever wanted to like, uh, I don't know, get up and you wanted to learn an instrument or you wanted to learn how to ride a horse or something stupid. Like, that. I don't know. Or like like muck, anything. Muck stalls. Go muck stalls or go walk dogs. I'm just talking about me, but uh, learn a hobby, learn how to, I don't know, do something that you would never think that, that would make you uncomfortable and, and that is going to push you. I think that's excellent. In, in, in a lot of things. It's going to make you grow in leaps because you're going to stand and say you wanted to like, I don't know, say you were like, okay, I want to like play the guitar in front of people and then you you did it and you took lessons and you stand in front of a bunch of people and you're like, shit, how did I get myself into this? Because, you know, that's kind of how, I don't know, for, for me, that's how I got into it. Uh, like, I really wanted to sing and I really wanted, and then I was like, well, 
I really want to play guitar, but I'm afraid because I'm afraid that I'm going to suck. So I just announced that I suck. (laughs) (laughs) That way, you know, and everyone has, oh, man, she sucks. Just just do it. But just do it. Go out and do it. It's just like you have to have balls, you know? Yeah, and so the point is, is doing something that's not your work or your family. Yeah. Because people get those things, and they get, like, the best version of those things, and then they just sit there waiting for the good feelings to roll in, and, like, that's not going to happen. Money can't buy you happiness. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool to have, like, a nice, happy family, but, like, you need something else to occupy your own brain, something for yourself. If it's playing yeah. guitar, if it's getting involved with a charity. If it's, you know? Yeah, like, my, my dad was a, a, a very big volunteer, and he, some of the things he did, he would, would volunteer for a hospice. Mm-hmm. So he would go and talk to, you know, people that were dying in hospice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can't imagine that that would be something interesting to do. Like that would be really like, why would you do that? Um, But you know, it really made him feel good about himself. It would probably help you keep perspective. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, I I was going to suggest, you know, after my initial kind of you know blunt remark but yeah that that you know doing something like a hobby i think for all of us around this table you know we don't make any money with our band um it's it's just kind of a passion project for us we all like making music and it's something that we need an outlet for and it's a lot of fun but i I do i really like jackie's idea especially if you're feeling really unfulfilled of doing something that is a out of your comfort zone and may maybe and be something that's like helping other people um it's yeah. It, it sounds kind of corny, but it, whenever whenever I have done any kind of volunteering, I, I feel so much better afterwards. It's good to be of use, to be of service um, to other people who need it. Especially if you're a guy like this guy who you you don't need for much. It sounds yeah. like you know you're not needing for anything materially. So maybe helping people who do would make him feel better. But you know what he also didn't mention in his post, or at least I didn't hear it, was friends. Mm. Like. A lot, I feel like a lot of adults do that where they, their work and their family are their focus and like you make your friends at work, but those aren't, I mean like work friends are real friends, but you have to have people outside of like your main mm-hmm. areas and that's what we are to each other, right? Like we all have our jobs and our families, but you need people outside of those zones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and volunteering or like starting up a hobby where you can like get in with the group of new people is also going to be a challenge and also Mm -hmm. something where you could end up like making a really great new relationship that that you know helps helps you out helps you find what you're looking for definitely i mean if he's living in a three thousand square foot house on three acres of land he's he's not living in a city it sounds lonely (laughs) and and yeah not that cities are the end-all be-all but you know the, the suburbs where he's probably living there they're based Boring. on this idea of a nuclear family and you just live with your family and which is you know just your partner and your kids and and not your like extended family and not a lot of friends and yeah, yeah and your life kind of starts revolving around your kids it's like all you do is go to your kids practices and rehearsals and all that and stuff that and it's boring and that shit's boring you know what as much as you love them as much as you you do want to support them it's not it could never be enough it's yeah it could never be enough <laughs> That's and cool. That, that's an inside. It's an inside joke that I think will be a really good one to uh, send us <laughs> off. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, feel free to send us your own requests. The fictitious dishes at gmail.com. If you, uh, you know what, get involved. We're probably going to post this to our Instagram. 
send us how you would have answered these questions differently. <laughs> Ooh. How do you do that with Instagram? Well, yeah. you do the link in bio, that whole thing, and you, we would post it like, hey, we got a new pod up, and, and they could, in the comments, be like, oh. be like, hey, that way you answered that question was bullshit, or whatever. <laughs> Which I'm no, sure that they'll call and do. Only with photos. <laughs> huh? Only with photos. Photo representations of their <laughs> advice Okay. Yeah. Well, no, but you can't put photos in the comments That's on my Instagram. Request. Oh, you can't? No, I don't oh. think so. Can you? I'm not very so. good at the internet. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite old. Um, <laughs> all right. But anyway, you guys, seriously, thank you so much for listening and have a good one. And we'll be back. Bye. pictures of Billy Corgan yeah, in the book. Yeah, that is Billy Corgan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. Jackie's being, Jackie's not on. Billy Corgan on has apparently doing? has bought some record, Uriah Heap record from a friend of mine, an old friend of mine. Kurt, Curtis Calcaterra. Remember? Curtis Calcaterra. There he is. <laughs> Remember the picture of Billy Corgan on Thunder Mountain Railroad looking really sad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in any